0: Welcome to episode forty-eight of the permaculture pimpcast. Pimpcast, where pimp stands for permaculture is my passion. And this is basically a show about permaculture, preparedness, and practical living. How you doing, son? Good. How are you? I'm doing good, man. It's a day the Lord hath made. And as always, I will rejoice and be glad in it. All right, y'all. If you want to tip a pimp, go to the Fountain app.
1: Check it out. <laughs> Which is the next sentence you said. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, if you want to tip a pimp. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Remember, that's why I said permaculture is my passion. Anybody, any newcomers to this podcast might, or rather pimp cast may jump into this thinking, why would I tip some pimps? No, we're <laughs> not that kind of pimp. We're, um, you know, I kind of got rid of the moniker a while back on YouTube because so many kids were watching. And honestly, there was that time well, I was wearing a shirt and I was in Lowe's and some lady, little girl asked the lady, Hey, or her mom, I'm guessing. You know, what's a pimp? And I'm like, oh, no. Good night, dude. I got to change this, man. I, there's too much nuance there to have a child expect to, you know, understand that. So, anyway, we just save it for the podcast. But, yes, permaculture is my passion. This episode brought to you by Hickory Ridge Soap from TwoOldCrows.com.
1: Turn that simp into a pimp.
0: Bam! EMP Shield, they're also a sponsor, y'all. 50 bucks off with promo code PERMA.
1: 50 bucks off, not 50% off, like Dad misspoke in the last okay, podcast. Okay, yeah, yeah. 50 yeah. bucks off.
0: Hey, I'm not filling in the blanks on that one, man. These things cost a little much. But, hey, stay tuned because um, I'll tell you what, EMP Shield is coming out with something really, really soon, and it's going to be really, really awesome. So uh, keep your eyes peeled for that. But, anyway, if you want one right now, in fact, son, i got to be installing one here before too long for old Ben, the Ridge Ranger.
1: Yeah, the um, EMP videos are are some of our most popular videos on uh, Brighton. Really? Yep. Really. Well, Which I is mean, Mike Adams is a uh, version of YouTube, basically.
0: Yeah, and we're kind of overlaying. I was talking to the homesteading pastor the other day, or yesterday, as a matter of fact, and uh, talking about how we've got to do some of this. We got to, you know, part of the impetus for doing this podcast, and also the impetus for looking out for these other things, is that look. I'll keep it real like I always do. Y'all, they're they're suppressing us, intent, not just us, but everybody else who isn't out there either doing the old fear game, the gloom and doom. Yeah, they'll promote you for that because it creates stress. Mm. Or if you're out there doing any number of gratuitous vulgarity, you know, and none of which we're going to engage on. But I know that at least on Brighton, I can say whatever I want. And not ever have to worry about somebody, you know, knocking us out of there.
1: When Mike Adams is defending Alex Jones's right to keep Kanye on air, <laughs> you know, we're not getting blocked.
0: <laughs> no, that's true, man. I'm, I'm just really, really thankful that we're at least on that platform where we, I know we're going to have a voice as long as that platform exists. Because, I mean, you know, I'm, I mean, Mike kind of takes it our way too. unless it's some really, really awful stuff, man. We don't remove comments. Right. And uh you know to his credit man, some people have been very critical about him concerning certain things and he doesn't remove the comments. So I feel pretty safe over there more than I do really on any other platform.
1: Yeah, Rumble I just, Well, we're on Rumble too. Yeah, we're but, on Rumble, but it doesn't seem it doesn't seem safe there for some. I just don't have like a I'm right something's there something's going to happen eventually with Rumble. With Brighton, Mike Adams has spent too much of his own money and has built too many of his own servers to sell that out yeah yeah I,
0: I just don't see that happening man the guy's got integrity so you know it's it's not the biggest platform out there but i know that it's a freedom-based platform and that's really what i'm concerned about all right let's jump right in y'all and remember like always these shows weave some kind of tapestry unless i'm really really tired but guess what i'm feeling good and uh <laughs> so i'm gonna keep it real um actually we always do this at the end of the day we don't burn daylight doing this pimp cast so we always wait until after the chores are done. We get the animals done. Well, this time of year, it's not like we're going to be doing a, a podcast at you know ten o'clock at night like we've done in the past. We can actually do them a little bit earlier. Yeah. But it's even though the sun's down, I mean, there's still work to be done, and a lot of it, you know, especially out there in that garage with all the other stuff I
1: got going. Just not outside right now. No,
0: it's not outside, but there's still a lot of work being done. All right, y'all. Tip of the day: Avoid chronic complainers. Now, I know that seems, on the face of it, it seems like that's, yeah, that's pretty obvious. But think about those cases where you can't always avoid them. Okay, I work in a trade, or at least I've worked in a trade, where I I honestly can't think of a time. I can't think of a single time. The way it works with my kind of electric work, where I do mostly mostly industrial stuff. You go out there, you take the call, you do the job, and the work's done, you go to the house, you get laid off. That's how it goes. And then you go find another job. Sometimes that means you're going to go town to town. But I can honestly say in all of my career of having done that, traveled everywhere doing this kind of work, on every single crew, there's always at least one guy. One guy that will bring the entire, I mean, everybody's getting along. They do everything just fine. All it takes is one
1: chronic complainer to bring you down. You don't have to have a large group to find the chronic complainer either. If you have a group of three, there's a chronic complainer. Yeah. And it'll ruin the whole doggone doctor's office.
0: Well, you know personally, (laughs) too, from from some of the work you did. (laughs) And then also some of the work we've done in farm work where we've teamed up with other people doing work. And there's always that one person. Everything will be going as well as it could. And then it takes that one person who's a chronic complainer to bring everybody down. So I know everybody's coming in to the holidays and stuff like that. And it seems to me... I know in a lot of cases, man, there's going to be a lot of folks going to somebody's house and there's going to be a bunch of fussing and fighting or there's going to be that person that's going to want to start. Look, why put yourself through that trouble? I just don't even do it, man. If you're going to be there and you're going to be losing your mind, I'm not going to spend more time. I will pray for you, but I'm not going to be spending
1: (laughs) the mountains.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to intentionally put myself in a room with one or a bunch of people there are times you can't avoid it like at work or something like that you know you just can't get around it
1: but hold on i might want to clarify real quick To anybody on Emily's side of the family, this was not directed towards you. I know we're going back there during Christmas. (laughs) Emily's side of the family is awesome. I wasn't talking about that. Yeah, yeah,
0: you better correct that, son. Yeah, so you'll be going back to your uh, in-laws and then finding out. So, okay, let's talk about that episode 48. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No, he's been in my family um, exclusively, but also... It doesn't even have to, I'll give you a prime example and folks, like I said, just stay with me. There's a reason I'm talking about this right now. Um, there was a guy his name was George. I almost said his last, last name. <laughs> we all made the same kind of money in the union. And frankly, we made good money, really, really, really good money, enviable money doing the kind of work we were doing. And, um, let me tell you, and his real name was George. I'm just not giving you his last name.
1: Call him Chicken George,
0: yeah, well, might as well, because he had this wife of his, and she was he would literally describe he'd get into the house, she'd throw the kids at him, and then he'd she'd go to the go to the club all night. And then, you know, he's thinking, okay, well, I'll get her a house. And uh, he got this big old house he couldn't afford got it on an interest only loan. He's never going to own that house. And she was still catting around on him. He knew about it. And then every single day at work, he'd come in, complain chronically about the same. Every Nobody wanted to work with this guy because you were typically working with a tool buddy. It's you and maybe one other journeyman working. And every time that guy would make, I mean, he was like bouncing around to everybody, but never understood why nobody ever stayed working with him more than a couple of days. And when I'd hit the rotation, I mean, I got to the point, I'm thinking, okay, well, how do I how do I suppress this? And then, you know, I did all the typical things people would do, like, hey, have you thought about this? Have you thought about this? Have you thought about, you know, figuring out what dress you're going to layer out in, bro? I mean, <laughs> I mean I'm mean, i thinking of all these different things. And, of course, to a certain extent, I'm kidding around. And then finally, I asked him, I remember one day I said, George, you ever get tired of being miserable? He's like, what do you mean? I'm like, dude, you're in-. I knew at this point I was going to get laid off in a week or two anyway because the job is about done. And I'm like, okay, man. You know, I'm just gonna come right out and ask him. I said, Hey man, you ever get tired of being miserable? Well, I'm not miserable. And I'm like, Okay, yeah, I ain't got nothing more to say about that. But all it takes is just that one person, folks. Especially in this farm work, you're gonna have a lot of naysayers out there. And that's really the topic of this show is dealing with naysayers and some of the things we've had to overcome in dealing with that
1: you should have handed him some hickory ridge soap and turned that simp into a pimp (laughs) no no amount of pimp cast is gonna fix that (laughs) yeah
0: dude i mean this was like something i
1: got stuck at oh i'll buy her a house
0: yeah went and bought this house had this truck went and bought her this truck and then you know he'd come in and say hey y'all you know i've been noticing there's a she's at home with the kids, but there's a hundred miles on this truck every day. And I'm like, "What well, do what? Okay. Well, maybe she ain't at home with the kids, bro. Or somebody else is driving your truck. Um, yeah, really, really yeah. sad situation. And, I haven't really kept up with that guy, and it's been years ago. But anyway, there's a lot of Georges out there, and everybody in this listening audience knows all about them. All right.
1: Don't be a George.
0: There you go. Don't. Be. <laughs> hey, to the, to the good Georges out there, we don't mean you. All right, farm news. Well, Kendra, my niece who works here at the farm, she made cupcakes, son. <laughs> Not for humans,
1: though. <laughs> it was for Milk Boy's birthday.
0: Yeah, you want to hear a dramatic pause, y'all? So I'm, I come in the house. Now, this girl doesn't ever cook anything I want to eat. She well, likes eggs crunchy, yeah. which I ain't never even heard of. Now, I don't like them slimy, sloppy eggs myself, but she likes them crunchy. I mean, that's honestly. you ask her, hey, how do you want your eggs? Crunchy. I'm like, what? Yeah. Oh, no, man. You're chipping half this stuff out of the pan every time she gets to cooking.
1: Man, if you cook eggs properly, you shouldn't have to, like, you shouldn't have to use a Brillo pad on a pan.
0: Well, she's in here making cupcakes, and I'm like, oh, man, I get in the house. And, I'm and thinking, it,
1: stinks. I'm like, <laughs> it stinks. I'm like,
0: oh, man, I'm seeing cupcakes, and Kendra's making them, man. Okay, so maybe she's getting in the spirit of the holidays or something, you know? Then I come to find out she's making them for my dog. Yeah. Ain't ever cooked a thing in this house for nobody else. <laughs> and the first time she does it, she's cooking for dogs, man. And made like eight of them. Yeah, and, yeah, <laughs> eight of them for dogs. I mean cupcakes. Here I am, getting my mouth all watered for you know, because I've man. been acting a fool, man, when it comes to my diet, man. I've been eating. Yeah, because
1: Dad's been taking that IGF one. We, right. you seriously need to send them an email because people comment about that every time.
0: Well, y'all, I mean, well, not all that stuff is made the same, but apparently the stuff I got's working, y'all. I ain't kidding. I'm sitting here eating now look dad is
1: going off the rails with this diet like mom's getting mad at him because he keeps poking fun at the fact that he's eating whatever he wants and he's getting (laughs) swole anyway guys check it out i ain't
0: even fitting these shirts no more man i'm sitting here doing this i'm like barely doing anything and i'm like man this stuff is like some kind of steroids man i feel great i got good energy throughout the day this stuff is all natural, man. Deer antler velvet, man. It sounds like some kind of scam, but I'm here to tell you, look, y'all, I don't get anything for this. I'm not promoting this stuff. I mean, I'll reach out to them and see if they're interested in something like this, but it if stuff, that
1: chronic wasting disease is legit. Dad's going to cry. Boy, you
0: <laughs> <laughs> No, I think they're getting this off of axis deer. And yeah, I got my opinion about that. Uh, chronic wasting disease. Well, other farm news, son, you've been out there still cutting.
1: Yeah. Um, while it was not raining for the brief period of time, it was, uh, that Tunguska little lay down yard over there is getting a little bit smaller. It's getting chopped up. Well, I'm glad you had
0: time to do that, but it's been, I mean, you've been doing it between the raindrops.
1: Yeah. I forgot we were going to make a table out of that cherry until just this moment.
0: You done chopped it all up? Yeah. All right. Well, we got more cherries we have to take down, but that one was straight, man.
1: no. Okay, then it's not the one I was talking about then.
0: Well, okay. Well, we, we were going to take some of this wood we're cutting out of there. A lot of it's going to go in the fireplace eventually. Um, some of it actually so dead it can go in there right now. Yeah. But, I mean, we got we got wood for centuries up here, y'all. And uh, we're cleaning it out to make it a awesome. I mean, you think about what's going on here, man. And I'm looking forward to the day that we can actually open this place up because people hit us up all the time about visiting. Can't do it right now, y'all. Just can't do it. We got way too much going on, and um, but right here on this, in the space of about what two years? I mean, you look at three years. Three years. It's been three years now. Yeah, I can't even believe. Yeah, this no, this uh, yeah, this month. Yeah, three years we've been here, and honestly, we took this place to a complete mess, and now we have a demonstration. This is basically becoming one giant demonstration site, so people can eventually come out here. Oh, so that's what a permaculture orchard looks like. Oh, that's what a guild looks like. Right. Oh, you mean I can go over here and look at a food forest? How about that pond you got there? How do microclimates work? What about a hugel mound? See that? Oh, swales, you got those out there too. Now we can go over here and look at the silver pasture. So what we're actually kind of making is a really awesome de- awesome demonstration site of all the elements of permaculture that somebody could come out here instead of just looking at it online where you're only seeing it two dimensionally, you can come out here, see with your own two eyes how all this stuff functions and how your animals work within the landscape.
1: Well, and how it all functions together because yes. it's all kind of tied together. Well, right. it all definitely is tied together.
0: Exactly the way God intended it, huh? Yeah. So, how cool is that? So, um, yeah, so anyway, on my end of things, I've been working on. You know, I've been out there still knocking out some of this electric work for um we talked about it in a video, maybe we talked about it in the Pimpcast last time. There's some folks out here, real good folks that are trying to open up a bakery. They're out there on a wing and a prayer. And uh I volunteered William and I at first for a couple of days to do a, a couple of days of um electric work that they sorely needed in this place. I mean, tripping over it was it was a mess. And, uh, the people running it before, man, they really didn't know what they were doing. They had no background in bakery. Well, the chefs that bought it, I mean, you know, we talked
1: about it in the last podcast. We went in depth about it last podcast.
0: Well, the thing is we're still doing it. And here's part of my problem is look y'all, if I see something that needs fixed, I mean, I can be accused of a lot of things, but being lazy ain't one of them. And when I see something that needs to get fixed. And so I open up one thing and then I see five more problems. Well, I ain't about to walk away from it, knowing full well there's a problem. So it's cost it's costed me more time. So I've been back over there just about at the finish line, got one more thing squared away for him. And then this uh, this weekend, this Sunday, I think I'll head out there in the afternoon, go knock out one ma- minor project, and then we'll pick up that bandsaw. Yeah. And I'm really looking forward to that because, man, I can yeah. get it done. We don't Now, keep in mind, I'm never going to teach anybody how to do it on a bandsaw because any I mean, anybody can sit out there and operate a bandsaw, but not many, not everybody is doing these things by hand. So whether it's pruning, you're not going to see me use a sawzall. Um, When I'm out here doing, even though I do on occasion when some of those branches are big, I'm never going to teach it that way because not everybody has one. But same thing when it comes to butchery. I got this bandsaw so I can sit here and process. Um, You know, I can really get through some of these animals. I don't have to do it by hand anymore. I know what I'm doing. So when I teach it to any of you out there, it's always going to be done by hand because you always can access these hand tools. Um, Anyway, on the other note around here, it's been raining. So I've been trying to get cut, which is making it a little less bad doing this electric work. So it's not like I could do any outdoor work here, but I'm still trying to get caught up on all the mulching. I'm trying to get done with these trees and all the pruning still ain't done none of that. Um, Garage needs to get squared away. But, um, you know, your mom, she may, she told me to make sure to mention it because we basically dropped all the costs for our shipping down to just five bucks. Right. And so we're going to eat the cost on that because we know times are hard. But she also wanted me to point out that that Comfrey Sav is the shiz nip when your hands get dry and nasty.
1: Well, check this out. Tony, um, from the confessionals, his son, and if you go listen to his second to latest podcast, um, his son was riding his bike and ran directly into a tree. Like he was going down a steep hill and ran directly into a tree. I think he's like four or five. Um, so he's still learning how to ride a bike and whatnot. But he uh, like cut up his face and all that, like on the tree bark. And uh, it was pretty bad, but then COVID, or Tony was putting that comfrey salve on it like every day. And he's been taking every day, like like daily uh, progress pictures. That happened a week ago. And today you can Barely like he has a little tiny red spot on his cheek, but his whole side of his face was like, But well, where's he sending these up. pictures? He said, he texted him to me.
0: No, no, no. Tell him to put him on his social media, dude.
1: He's waiting till Friday. Cause Friday, <laughs> Friday is like the official, I think seven days or something. Oh like really? That. I think, yeah. Well, I mean the stuff something.
0: works, but honestly, yeah. your mom, she's always, I'm like, why are you always putting that stuff on? She says, I'm always washing dishes all day. And then I called Emily over there using it because she's yep. a nurse you gotta wash her hands all the time and I guess she's all dried out. And uh, you know how at least on me, maybe because I'm getting older and everything, I notice that if I take plenty of essential fatty acids, and I usually take eight of those capsules a day, I usually am okay, but when it starts getting real cold and real dry, I don't care what I do, my hands are gonna bust up because you know I'm working with my hands all day. So I'm yeah. gonna start putting that comfrey salve on there.
1: Yeah, that stuff is no joke.
0: So yeah, y'all, if you want to get it, you know, check it out at the website. We got it there. And, um, like I said, all of our shipping, we're going to eat. I don't care what we're shipping. It's only five bucks regardless of what it is. So we're going to eat the cost on that. So, um, Hey y'all, one more thing to announce is the freesteading.com now has an app. You want to download that freesteading app. And here's the reasons why it's going to make it that much easier when the, there's going to be a marketplace in there where people like us and y'all and everybody else there in the side of my voice You got something to sell, wouldn't you rather sell it or buy it from Patriots? Because I guarantee you, I will, and I do, I will pay way more if I know that I'm getting it from a fellow homesteader and a Patriot all at the same time. All right, y'all, with that said, we're going to move on over to a new segment we're going to have, and this is your daily word from Pastor Lon, the homesteading pastor.
1: Hello, everyone. Pastor Lon here. The Bible says in Romans chapter 10 verses 9 and 10 that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. There's nothing more important than your eternal salvation. So I ask you today have you believed on the Lord Jesus Christ in your heart and confess with your mouth, and receive the free gift of salvation. Amen to that. I could listen to him talk all day. I know.
0: I know. He's got one <laughs> of those voices, man, that just kind of, you know, it, it was like uh, Jack Spierko said about uh, somebody else where he said, hey, man, he could, he could do the night before Christmas. And you would, I mean, like do it on YouTube and probably get a million views. I need need to tell him. Yeah. I need to tell him about that, that he could probably get a million views on YouTube if he just did the night before Christmas, sit in front of a fire or something like that. But hey, y'all, that's my pastor, Homesteading Pastor. Y'all want to check out his YouTube channel. We're going to be talking about him (laughs) and a number of others during this uh, podcast,
1: because I, I got a little slant on how we're doing things, as you've noticed already. He can be your pastor. Like, what's that? He can be your pastor, too. You can be a big pig, too. What is it, that Lion King song? That it for some reason got stuck in my he head. He can be whenever your he pastor, said, too. Yeah, yeah, you said, uh, He's my pastor, and it kept playing in my head, like, Oh, he can be your pastor, too. So, this is called
0: That Inside. That's <laughs> Sorry, basically dad. from The Lion King, man. That's like, <laughs> Yeah, inside. from The Lion
1: King. But dad used to sing it to me and my cousin all the time whenever I was little. So, that song is. Yeah. yeah,
0: but you won't catch me singing no Disney songs anymore, man. I used to knew all them ones from the, from the Little Mermaid, and then I find out how diabolical that whole thing is. So, yeah, yeah you won't catch me singing no Disney songs. All right, y'all, we're going to switch things up just like you noticed before. Every time, as often as we can, I've asked, uh, got a hold of Pastor Lon and saw, asked if he'd be willing to do like a 30-second word in every podcast we do because it's needed. And I know we're going to have some of those people out there saying, well, why'd you have to bring religion? Well, have you listened to this pimp cast? Because I make no bones about the fact that we, this family, are bought bread, bought, blood-bought soldiers of Christ. And um, trying to get better and better with my walk all the time and listening to Pastor Lon, I mean, he's been such a blessing to me. But we'll we'll cover more of that. All right, y'all. In the past, where we talked about the news, lately, I can't help but notice, and I'm sure you have too, I'm sitting here giving you dreadful news. But here's the problem. Here's a big problem. I've had a very difficult time trying to find good, worthy news. I've been racking my brain, y'all, for about a month, thinking, okay, where do I go? And then when I find some, it's like so, so good, it's quasi-good, and I'm like, okay, and it hit me like a it hit me like a like a freaking anvil when I was sitting here putting this show together. So here's what I'm gonna do, at least this time, and I'm gonna try to do it as often as I can. And I can't believe it, son. I, I honestly can't believe it was this to find good news was right here in my face the whole yeah. time. All right, y'all, I'm gonna start with the bad though. I'm gonna look, for every one bad story, just like I've told you before, for every problem we give you, we off, we always offer two solutions. Well, it's going to be the same thing here. Instead of just reading headlines of, and giving you a synopsis of what it is, guess what? That all stops right now. Here's how this is going. Now, if it's egregious and dreadful and you know, all whatever, and it's needing to be discussed. Okay. I'll let you know. And we got a lot of that. So I don't need to go out of my way to do that. But, Here's the one bad one and then I'm going to cover some really good news so stick around for that. All right, check this out. International consortium of scientists warn about dangerous nanotech found in COVID jabs. All right, y'all, I mean, this is a really really, I mean, it's not news to you and me, is it? Right. Because we listen to people that talk about this stuff in detail. Yeah. Um we briefly mentioned Mike Adams earlier, a uh, really good podcast, um, you know, You also have Stu Peters. You have a number of the people out there, Dr. Jane Ruby. You have a number of people out there that's really telling you the truth on a lot of this stuff, and you're not hearing about it. But, look, there's a lot of junk in there. And this is why I talked. I don't get anything for it. Like I was telling you all before, all these pilots that have been messed up from uh, taking those jabs, the only relief that they've gotten has been from Cardio Miracle. And um, Eric Seider offered a little – he sent me an email. Hopefully I go back through and find that again – of how you can make some yourself. Now this stuff is not cheap. It's not the most expensive stuff in the world, but I got to say I've been taking it every single day and I got to be honest, man, I've been feeling a difference. That's but good. for all these people that got the jab like these pilots that all of a sudden couldn't be on flight status no more, well they've been taking this stuff and they've been getting better. So look, y'all, I know there's a lot of junk in this stuff, but I'm not doing anybody any favors by continually going on about it. I'm going to let you I'm going to keep you aware I'm going to let you know because a lot of us out there know a lot of people that we love that have taken this thing. And if there's any solution I can offer, look, I don't know what IGF one does for this stuff. I know it helps for muscles, but I know that cardio miracle apparently is helping a lot of folks out there. Get that
1: homestead stack. There you go. All
0: right. Now for the good news, y'all check this out. Okay. I'm going to be talking about him a lot. Pastor Lon sent me this video and this was the solution. So when I was like, man, I'm struggling so hard to find good, relevant news y'all do y'all know how many people i know in the youtube space that are putting out great content that is wonderful news i'm going to share with you i'm going to every hopefully every every time we do one of these instead of focusing on on, i'll give you for every one bad thing i'm I'm gonna try to give you two good ones all right well here's the first one right off there's this video from uh, good simple life where they're walking around this grocery store and they're hooking up they basically won free groceries and I'm guessing these folks probably do all right. I looked at their numbers and they're like close to 500,000 on YouTube. Oh wow. So they might be some of the few people out there that actually get paid good money for YouTube, but I got news for y'all. It don't pay, especially no. if you're us. I yeah. Mean, <laughs> I mean, but you know, we don't Speaking make the a,
1: truth, uh, alters your CPM a little bit.
0: You know, that's the thing though. It, it was always told to me that, you know, doing the right thing doesn't mean you're always going to keep a job. Yeah. So, you know, These folks here got hooked up and uh, I don't know these folks, never even heard of, I think I heard of the channel once or twice, never seen them before. And then sitting here going through this video, man, they won this uh, shopping spree from Safeway. So they go through, they go through this grocery store and they're hooking up random people throughout the store, you know, buying their groceries, man. And especially at a time in America where people could really do that. Well, I remember writing back to Pastor Lon and I was like, man, I won't say the name of the manager. I went up to the manager, and I think we even talked about it in one of these podcasts. I went up to him, and I said, hey, tell you what, here's what I like to do. I finally cornered him up in the store. And um, I'm like, hey, Josh, you think maybe we could... uh, well, I didn't say his last name. Well, dang. They don't know where I'm at. Anyway, maybe people ought to go to Josh and tell him, hey, man, how come you didn't keep your
1: word? There's going to be a whole lot of innocent Josh's well, around this area. This guy's
0: Josh, and he's a manager of a grocery store, big grocery store chain, very close to where we live. So if y'all want to reach out to Josh, ask him why he didn't hit back Billy because Billy went up to him and said, hey, um, hey, there's a whole lot of old folks, and here's what started this. And I'll, for the people that are new, I'll just briefly tell it. I was in the, um, I was in the, um, I was picking up cheese at the, uh, at the deli. deli, and the guy there, he's real affable, nice guy. I say hi to him. We talk once in a while, and I just ask how it's going. He says, "Man, it's just breaking my heart, man. That old, that old timer back there, that Korean vet. He's world, you know, Korea vet, and um, he used to come by get a quarter pound of lunch meat. He said a lot of these old folks on fixed incomes, they'll come through here get a quarter pound of lunch meat." And he says, now they just go by and they wave. You know, he says, I live in this town, man. I know these folks. Mm. This ain't a big town. And, uh, you know, you, you get to know these people, especially when you work in a place like that. He said, you know, they always come through the same time. Now they just wave. They can't afford it. And um, so when I heard him say that, that's when I found that Josh, the manager. And I said, hey, um, you know, I'll match. I wonder if I can get y'all to match me dollar for dollar. I want to give out. I said, I don't want to give them out. Cause, uh, I don't want nobody knowing I did it. I said, I'll tell you what, y'all figure out who to give them to, but I want to get a also, bunch of vouchers. And- we don't
1: know who needs it necessarily. Exactly.
0: And when I talked to him, he said, okay, I'm gonna send an email up and then I'll get back with you. Well, it wasn't a week later. I go back in that store. I see him and he goes out and he's "Hey Billy. I'm waiting to hear back from that. Don't worry. I'll get with you. Well, that's been about a month ago or more. Yeah. Anyway, ain't ever heard back from him. And I'm like, okay, man. I am literally offering, I'm like, if y'all meet me halfway, let's give out a bunch of vouchers. I will match dollar for dollar. Anything you get, or if you will match dollar for dollar, I'll, whatever I do, will y'all match it? He thought it was a great idea, and he talked about this manager. Sure, he means, what well, he says, man, when I saw him the second time, he said, I'll be honest with you. I ain't so sure, he said, unless they distributed it across all the stores. I'm like, well, I don't live around all them stores. I live here. Yeah. And so what we're going to wind up doing is I'm just going to go in there, I don't know how to do it anonymously because I ain't one to, I, I'm really look, you know, Jesus talked a lot about this. You know, I'm not trying to be seen of man. I just want to give it away. And that's why I was saying y'all hand them out. I don't want nothing to do with it. Not to say that there's anything wrong with folks to do. I'm not criticizing these previous folks. I'm just saying I just didn't want. And plus the embarrassment. I, I don't, I don't want to embarrass anybody. I'm thinking if a store manager or assistant manager went up to some of these old folks right. and said, Hey, we got something for you, you know, I don't care who gets the credit, you know, just go ahead and give it to him. And they said they had an assistant manager that knew everybody, I mean, to a person because he was born and raised in this town and he'd be happy to give them back. I ain't never heard back from him. So now hmm. we're going to have to employ plan B, which I think is going to consist just go up there, get a bunch of uh, food vouchers, pay for them. And then just, I don't know, get somebody to go around that store and go hand them out or something. I we ain't could
1: sure probably, how. I mean, we could probably hand them to that guy at the deli. And say, I mean, obviously make it worth his while so that way he's not tempted to just walk off with all well, of it. Well, that did cross my but mind. But I'm saying we could we could leave him with them and he hands them out to the, to the people.
0: Well, we're going to work something out because uh, I've been hit up about this and that. And honestly, y'all, I'll be honest with you. And this ain't me trying to be sanctimonious. But it's hard for me to go out here and spend money on some foolishness when I know there's old folks around here that's going to freeze this winter. When I know there's old folks around here that ain't going to eat this winter. When I know there's old folks around here that are doing all they can just to get back and forth for that school, but we got money to send over to Ukraine? I mean, come on, man. There's people out there flipping coins, figuring out whether or not they're going to take their necessary heart medication or whether or not they're going to eat cat food with the cat. I mean, that's a dreadful state of affairs, and I'm sorry, y'all, I don't mean to go off the deep end, but honestly, it's stuff like this is just burning me up to no end. We got all kinds of money to send overseas, but meanwhile, we got good people that have worked their whole lives, did everything as best they could, and here they are, you know. You know, it, I, you can't, I can't count on the government to help these folks out, so if I, anything disposable that I have, well, that's where it's going to go. So, um, okay, on to happier news, son. Sorry, didn't mean yeah. to lose my This is supposed a to be the there. good news,
1: Dad. Yeah. <laughs> Dang.
0: All right. I'll cheer <laughs> it up a little bit. All right. So another good news story. Folks, you want to check this out. And a lot of people overlook this sort of thing. Eric Sider, good friend, good mentor, formidable permaculture designer. Everybody should be subscribed to him. Not only does he has have the best permaculture shirts on the planet. And by the way, I need to tell your mom to get me some of them sweatshirts because it's plenty cold enough now. I didn't
1: know he had sweatshirts out.
0: Yeah, I think he said he got some in his last video that I saw. Okay. But check it out, y'all. Watch his last video, Observe Water Flows. That's extraordinary. And he gives you some really, really awesome tips on how you can go about doing that. So actually go over there, check that out. Check, Watch that video you may be thinking, okay, well, you know, maybe that shouldn't work for, no, it works everywhere. He I don't care where you a, are. You need to be thinking about where that water's falling on your property.
1: He also makes a point to like, pay attention while it's raining too. Not just like after the rain and figure out where it pulled up, but pay attention to what it's doing while it's raining. I'm too. glad
0: you pointed that out because me and your mom, and we were going out, uh, yesterday and we were, had to do a bunch of running around and whatnot. It was raining. And I said, now look here, look down this driveway. Look at at how the water's falling on this driveway. Okay, do you see any corrections we ought to make? I mean, she knows her stuff in so many different ways, but I was pointing this out to her because it was a great opportunity. Say, okay, well, we need a couple more of them diverters up here or there or over this place or that place. You know, we need to be doing all this. And so, you know, she could see it up close and personal. So definitely check that out. All right, y'all, one more thing. Like I said, go check out my pastor, Homesteading Pastor. Here's why. And I'm not... I'm going to spend as much time as I need on this one, his right relationships video. Um, you know, he's—I know one thing for sure—that if I step out of order, he's more than once gotten with me, saying, "Hey, you need to straighten—you know—straighten up. You need to straighten up and fly right. You need to tighten up your shot group." And that's exactly what I need. I need people when I step out of order. Um, people feel reluctant, you know, because they think you're something you're not. I ain't nobody special. I'm really not. I'm just a hard worker, and um, I don't know. I guess I guess we got a YouTube presence or whatever, but I ain't nobody special. So when I when I'm offered correction, I think a lot of people would be shocked at how well I take it, especially when I know it's coming from a position of love. But it also comes back to those right relationships, and that's also part of what we're talking about here. Remember, we weave a tapestry in this thing. <laughs> at least you stop painting it. There you go. So. Um, No, that right relationships, y'all. I mean, like even the Bible says, he that walks with wise men shall be wise, but a companion of fools shall be destroyed. And then you have those friends out there, those mentors, those people that guide you and say, so maybe you may be drifting a little bit. You may not even be thinking about it because you're too close to a situation and you may not realize some of the influences or some of the folks you're around may not be the best thing in the world for you. And um, he he provides a message. Honestly, it'll just knock your socks off. And, um, you really ought to check that out as well. So there you go. And I'm actually, I got more shout outs coming to y'all because this is going, this is one show I enjoy doing the podcast more than anything. I really do, but it's really a joy when I can sit here and put, I'm sitting here looking all over for good stories, good, honest stories that I can give folks out there without the gloom and doom. And here they are the whole time, right underneath my nose. All right y'all. Well, hey, here- well
1: I just saved y'all from some Kanye Conway Twitty. So, you're welcome.
0: Yeah, that's a complete <laughs> Yeah, I was like, man, what is he doing here? No, the music was supposed to be my man Conway Twitty because honestly, um man, every time I go through uh <laughs> every time I go through Tractor Supply y'all, I want to pull my hair out. You know why? Because they play this stuff they call country music and it ain't country music. It's pop that they think is country. And it's a joke. So what I had queued up was some uh, good old-fashioned Conway Twitty. And uh, maybe we'll get that on there the next time. But no, that's exactly.
1: <laughs> I saved y'all. No, no, no. <laughs> I love. Yeah you, yeah, you
0: messed up my groove there, son. I was expecting some old-school Conway Twitty. But honestly, um, there's, um, it's a lot of those songs, man. When I listen to them, that, those old country songs that were real country back in the day, I don't know, man. They just they just had heart, man. I'm going to Tractor Supply, and I want to. I'm like, this ain't country. I don't know what this junk is, but it ain't country. But anyway, let me get on to the topic. That's what you tuned in for, right? Dealing with naysayers. Okay, so go back to the tip where I was talking about chronic complainers, and then also the right relationships. What we were just talking about about you know that video Pastor Lon did, and it's um it's it's a sermon. It's excellent. I mean. Folks, I've been dealing, and I know a lot of you have too, so I'm just going to give it from my own perspective. I've been dealing with naysayers my whole life. And even, you know, years ago, I remember I remember trying. I was working for the government at the time. And I was working at, well, I'll, I'll just go ahead and tell you, I don't care who hears it. I was working at the, um, at the Leavenworth VA as a maintenance electrician at that time in my career. And uh, it was a good job. Nobody ever quits, but I did. Um, There was, we had a bully that was basically in charge of everything. And remember that quote from J.R.R. Tolkien I told you a while back, I'll loosely quote it. The most improper job of any man is bossing other men. Not one in a million is fit for it, and least of all those that seek the opportunity. Well, all throughout my career, there's always that guy trying to jockey to be foreman because he wants to tell everybody what to do, even though he was he would cheese up around, you know, anybody in charge so he can get put into that position to get that extra 20%. Whatever the case may be. Well, I was dealing with a first-class jerk and when you get that far after gov- in after 3 years of government service, you basically have to kill somebody to get fired. <laughs> so, I mean, that's basically how it goes. So, once my 3 years was up, Well, actually, after a year, they got to have a good reason. But after three
1: years,
0: (laughs) your career conditional up to a point, Um, you know, you can maim somebody and still keep your job. And this explains a lot right now. There you go. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Because you got a lot of you got a lot of good people, but you also got a lot of lazy people doing government work.
1: But anyway, so you have to literally get caught beating your husband with a, a hammer or a baseball bat. And then breaking the window on the wrong side?
0: Yeah, all that. Exactly. So, no, (laughs) if you're an elected official, you can literally kill people and get away with it. Wow. Yeah, so that's how it works. But in the government service like that, and when you're working on a government job after three years. Anyway, point being, they had this jerk out there. And I was noticing all over this campus out there, everybody had different hours. You know, some people were working Um, you know, 40 hour weeks consisting of five, eight hour days. Some people were working 4 10 hour days. Some were doing this shift where it was, um, where it was nine, five days a week. And then it was nine, four days the following week. It was like, I can't remember what they call that, but it was a bunch of different schedules there. And I remember asking, Hey, you think I can switch this over to four tens? Because at the time I was over here trying to, um, work in that butcher shop more than I was. Right. And I was thinking, okay, if I got an extra day off, man, I could spend all day up there. So, um, yeah, I remember I kept getting shot down. He'd say no. So I said, okay, I'm gonna take it higher. So everywhere, every, and here's the thing about it. I had to get a list. This is what they made me do. I had to go around and get a list of all the people that were interested in this, but nobody wanted to sign their names to it. Even though there was nothing that could happen to them. They were, they were all, you know, vested, so to speak. And, I can't even tell you how many people said to me, oh, you, you can go ahead and do it, man. It ain't never going to work. It ain't never going to work. And I bet out of the, I don't know, 20 people I got signatures from that worked in my department, in the maintenance department, I'd say a good half of them said it ain't ever going to work. Or if they didn't say it to me, I found out later through the grapevine, that's what they were saying. Yeah. Well, got shot down again. Well, they, I guess they didn't know my determination when it comes to certain things, especially when I know I'm being turned down, not because it's the best thing to do, but because of somebody's ego. So I took this as far up the chain as I could all the way up to the director. I knew that if I could get an audience in there and here I am finding myself, you know, union representatives and I'm, I've, i realized these guys were a couple of dopes. And I said, look, I'm gonna speak for myself. So I stand up and I, I speak in front of the director there. He puts his pants on the same way as me. I, you know, I'm, oh, well. And so I tell him what the deal like, was. Nope,
1: nope, nope. These well, the people thing are is, too dumb to represent. You know, that's, exactly, <laughs> son, that's exactly
0: how it went down. When these guys got in there, and I'm like, oh, no, man. If I let these guys talk, I'm like, I'll, I'll tell you what, y'all. Forget the union representation. I'll represent myself. And so I started, and they were like, okay. When I got done, um, believe me, I had my argument perfected by then. When I got done, he said, let me think about it. Anyway, turns out, in my favor. So he says, Okay. So all these people that were naysayers said it couldn't get done. Well, I did it. And then I turn back around, you know, I get into the, you know, doing this like chicken tractor on steroids thing. If I would a nickel for all the people that told me I couldn't do it.
1: Yeah. yeah. I'd have never gave it a shot. Or a nickel of the same person told you you couldn't do it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me I couldn't do it or I couldn't crack this nut or I couldn't do it without having the same inputs or it's never going to work. I'd never get the more I hear that kind of stuff the more I'm determined to make it work just to throw sand in the face of the people I don't know if that's necessarily a good quality all the time but the more you tell me I can't do something the more I'm going to try especially if I know I'm not I'm not I don't I don't have a problem with I got my problems but foolish pride ain't one of them and so if I know that I'm beating my head against the wall I'm not going to continue to do it but if I'm convinced that this thing can work then I'm going to stay at it and, um, same thing with the pigs. I was told by some pretty noted people that yeah. we could never raise pigs the way we do.
1: Yeah.
0: And we cracked that nut too. So here it is. We, we raise chickens for free. We raise eggs for free. Um, all the compost for free. And we raise our chigs, chickens for 21 cents a pound. Mm-hmm. And if we farrowed our own pigs, it would be free. Actually, it would be we more We raise
1: than- our pigs for 21 cents a pound. You said chickens for 20 cents a pound. I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, chickens are free, but pigs, when it's all said and done, our cost into it, because I do the butchering, because you know we feed them you know the best scraps we can find, and, um, and I'll put my pork up against anybody. In fact, I'm about mm-hmm. to thaw out some of that guinea hog bacon I did last oh, year. I didn't-
1: Have you been hiding that?
0: No, your mom has, man. I get out there, she'll throw mom stuff out in that Mom doesn't hide bacon? Man, it it was
1: behind some stuff. I'll
0: be in there poking around. I see all this bacon.
1: Yeah. Y'all know the truth.
0: But anyway, the you know, you know, how many people have we have okay, folks, a lot of these folks that are naysayers, they actually mean well. They think they do. And how many of you out there right now, because I read your letters, I I read everything. And um, you know, some of you have written and said Man, everybody in my family is telling me I'm out of my mind to go out here and give this a shot and do all this. Well, guess what? You're being told that by people that have never done anything themselves. And you know what? you got to get rid of that fear of failure. Joel Salatin, hat tip, and I'll say it again and I'll say it as often as I need to. That man was more of a blessing to me than I could even describe. And I had that same fear of failure. I was too busy listening to other people out there telling me this and that until I heard Joel And I can tell y'all, I'm absolutely convinced that I was the only one in that room that got it. And this is years and years ago where he said, if it's worth doing, then it's worth doing poorly at first. So look, first time out raising chickens, you're probably going to kill some. All right, get over it. You raise rabbits, some are going to die. You put out a garden, you're going to fail. But guess what? Here's how we fail here at the Permaculture Pimpcast. We fail while daring greatly. We fail while daring greatly. So I may fall flat on my face, but my place ain't ever going to be among those cold and timid souls that know neither victory nor defeat. You dig? That's what I'm getting at. Son, how many times have you been told you can't do something?
1: Well, I was thinking about that. Um, Honestly, I I don't know if I paid attention enough to have noticed because I grew up, I mean, very differently than most people, very differently than you. And you kind of beat that out of me when I was young. And I can't remember the last time I said I, like, couldn't do something. You know, I don't, I don't, or somebody's told me I couldn't do something and I'd listen. I mean, OK, I say that I did just receive a text like 15 minutes ago saying somebody was in my jujitsu bracket this weekend that I can't beat. <laughs> Yeah. So well. <laughs> I'm going to strangle him extra hard. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you got another contest on Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll get to that in a minute, son. But the point being, when we come down to this, there are so many people out there that are, that are going to tell you, you can't do this. You can't do that. And sadly, so many of us listen to them. And I got to say the most egregious and the worst of all this, honestly, some of the worst advice I've ever been given in my life has come from my family telling me, oh, you got to do this. Oh, go out there, get a job in this and this. That way you always, you know, you can always eat. No, that's not what I ever taught you, son. Yeah. The same advice. I mean, just because they're family and some of them may come, they may do this from a spirit of love. Some of them, believe it or not, do it from a spirit of envy. Spirit of envy. No matter where they come from, I didn't tell you. I said, when you were coming up, I was like, never, ever, ever go on a job just because it pays money. Mm-hmm. You live your lifestyle in such a way to where the money you make is insignificant where you're not beholden to buying new cars, living in houses you can't afford being a George
1: or or anything like that.
0: Or, you know, you think you're going to go out. Some of you folks, you know, you went out looking for a homestead hunting, you wound up with a homestead hussy. I mean, I'm keeping it real. And some of you ladies out there thought you were going out there getting, you know, some guy that was worth his salt, but he ain't worth two dead flies. Everybody knows what I'm talking about, but going back to the family element, some of these people, its it, those are some of the wounds that sting the most because I've been told by my family over and over and over again about all the things I couldn't do. Strangely enough, I don't ever recall anybody saying, you can do this. You persevere. You work harder than everybody else. You be more than what you think you can be. Wasn't hearing a whole lot of that. I was always hearing about what I couldn't do. And sadly, you're like the elephant to that stake. And you're sitting here walking around here, believing this garbage and believing that this is your lot in life, that this is all you're capable of doing, that I got to stand here and work at this press all the days of my life and then just live for the weekends or that two weeks out of the year. Nope, nope, not for me. I've done that just like somebody else, just like a whole lot of other people, but, you know, I'm thankful that I raised my son to be outside the Matrix, not start in the Matrix like I did, and to give him all the encouragement. Yeah, if he's being a bonehead or a knucklehead, I'm going to let him know but I'm also going to say, you know what? You can go after Moby Dick in a rowboat and take the tartar sauce with you. That's what I'm talking about. But not many people are my hearing this.
1: Gi this time. That's right. You better <laughs> son,
0: you, you better work. Yay! Yeah, the the gauntlet's been thrown down. Well, y'all, that's exactly the nuts the nuts and bolts of it is. There's no shortage of people out there telling you you can't do this, or they're saying because oh you're a little bit on in years that you can't do this. Well, I'm 51 years old. You know what? I outworked every last one of them apprentices they brought out here, and I wasn't even working that hard. And then these little clowns come back, oh, that's too much work. Well, guess what, Jack? Get on the first thing smoking, because you ain't cut out for this lifestyle. Go do something you're really good at. Do something where it is your passion. But you're going to have those people out there that are always going to be, like I said in the beginning, you're going to have those people that are the chronic complainers. All you need is one to soil the entire to mess up everything. Don't spend more time with those people than you have to. You're also going to have those people that you may find as acquaintances where they're picking you as friends and you're going along for the ride. I've been there. I've done that. And I didn't because I was so close to it. I didn't realize that these people were not good for me. And so guess what? I jumped ship and I've done that more times than I I care to admit where you think you're going down the right road. Well, if we ain't walking together. Nephew, you got to walk alone and i would rather walk alone than walk around people that are naysayers, chronic complainers, malcontents. There's a bunch of different names for them, but it all comes back to the same thing. Avoid these people like the plague. I'm telling y'all, there's so much better for you out there. good old and Boy can survive oh, country folks can survive because you can't starve us out and you can't make run. Those boys don't shot I'll tell you what son when episode you said we got to change music at episode 100 yeah I think it's gonna have to be this one okay I think it's gonna have to be our new intro William Sam for those that don't know that we ought to change up. We started off with a Gap Band, and we'll do it for 100 episodes, Lord willing. Yeah. And, I mean, I guess we ain't that far away. We're, we're pushing we're on 50. almost halfway. Yeah, we're pushing on 50. So when we get to 100, man, I'm thinking the next song, hey, if y'all got to vote out
1: there what you think it ought to be, definitely let us know. I think of Matt Hughes every time I hear the song.
0: Well, yeah. His you, walkout music. Yeah, but to yeah. me, that song really encapsulates how we live. It really does. And it's honestly just Yeah, a people
1: seriously make their own whiskey and their own smoke around here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's
0: some of these boys up here roasting a whole He's lot of stuff. talking about
1: West Virginia, but that's just up the road. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, it's happening right here, too. All right, y'all, check this one out, man. This is this is giving me such joy. I um, hadn't had a chance to check my email for a little bit, but when I open it up, I get one from Jason Sparks. He has the YouTube channel, Kentucky Sustainable Living. Y'all go check it out. And also, uh, twooldcrows.com, they're in very close proximity to one another. They just did an awesome food forest class. And I think, i got to be honest, they did a better job than I ever did. And they really work well together. But, man, I'm telling you what, Jason sent this email. He says, hey, I know you hate text messages all the time. <laughs> Not from you, Jason. Um, I just had to send you this, and I just posted about a, a video about it. We just started Monday, the food scrap thing at my youngest kid's school. We got almost 25 pounds of food the first day of it, y'all. Dang. Go check go check that video out. Also, the principal of the school wants me to come talk to the kids about what I'm doing and how it's helping uh, to grow food at my place. Man, I'll tell you what, when I saw that, and um, also Shelly from 20 Crows Homestead, she sent me also an email, and she's also got a response as well. Y'all, I can't begin to tell you how much joy that gave me because it's not It's not about anything we've done. As I've often said, one of my favorite writers wrote a book is less important for what it says than for what it makes you think. Well, that's the same way I feel about our videos. It's not what I'm doing. It's what y'all take away from it and make it better. Man, he's taking what we've done son and putting it on steroids.
1: Well, I would love, well, according to him on meth, Because that's what he calls his chicken tractor on. His chicken tractor on steroids is called chicken tractor on meth. And I would love to be a fly on the wall as he explains to these kids (laughs) (laughs) the chicken tractor on meth. Yeah. Hey, Jason, you have to change that up, nephew.
0: Oh, my goodness. I didn't even think about that. But In
1: Kentucky, that's going to hit a little too close to home for some of those kids. Yeah, but
0: you know what's even the better part of this is not only is he going to get there and expose a whole new generation about what's going on here and how we yeah. don't have to throw everything away, but also he's educating the
1: principal as well. Well, and the kids are probably going to want to feed the chickens at some point, which is going to create that new connection.
0: I mean, this is this. When I saw that, And then I saw the video, I linked it in the community page on YouTube and I was like, oh my goodness, man, this is exactly what I was hoping. So, you know, you got Jack Spearco coming up with the shirts and everything, which I plan on doing a video about. Yeah. And, and it could honestly go hand in hand with Jason. Um, Folks, you got to check that out, man. I can't even begin to tell you how much joy I got. Kentucky Sustainable Homestead. um, You got to, you got to check that out. Kentucky Sustainable Living. Um, Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, that just made my day because he's taking whatever we're doing, and he just brought it to a whole new level.
1: I got one on the Fountain app from Humble Servant. Have either one of you seen a real raw news website? Um, Some of the posts are hard to believe. Among others, most notable are that Hillary Clinton, Tom Hanks, John Podesta, Alec Baldwin, uh, there's a bunch of other names, um, were executed at Gitmo following military tribunals few days ago, they claimed to have Nancy Pelosi and Chrissy Teigen, Tigan in yeah. custody.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I've heard She's about asking
1: if that, or they're asking if that's a uh, legit or not.
0: I would. my vote is going to be for no. I know there's a lot of uh, rumors out there about all these people being now Tom Hanks apparently is coming up missing and a number of other people have come up missing. They're saying that the, the videos you see out there are deep fakes, but honestly, it's entirely possible. That's exactly, well, maybe not the execution part, I don't believe that for a minute, but honestly, I mean, I'm, I know there's a whole lot of hopium out there and friends. I hope, I hope and pray you're right concerning some of the evil and diabolical people that are doing some of these things in the world right now. But the truth of it is they're going to have to show me something I'm not believing anything. I mean, there's a whole lot of people that thought Trump was going to do this and that. Well, Trump is one of the biggest people out there still promoting this jab out there that's killing I don't even know how many people. Yeah. So, you know, I'm not believing any of this. I'm putting my hope in, in Jesus, more, and that's why I'm talking about it, folks. Don't put your faith in any of these people or any of these websites.
1: They're more likely to have died from the shot than uh, being yeah, executed no at Gitmo.
0: no kidding. Shelley. Shelly, on the heels of uh, – she was basically echoing with um, – Um, she was basically echoing everything Kentucky sustainable living was talking about cutting feeds. But, uh, she said, here's my question. Basically some people have been critical. And, um, she was saying, basically some folks are saying, well, with the food that's being fed to these chickens and pigs, that isn't GMO or non GMO that basically the pigs are eating it. Yeah. Okay. You can make that argument. Well, for the record, the stuff I get is non GMO and, um, but for other people, if that's, if that's your criticism, really, go back to the drawing
1: board. Yeah.
0: If that's your criticism
1: that, oh, it's, not, it's non-GMO. Okay. No, your pig is non-GMO. It's not gen- genetically modified at all. I mean, the eating that food does not make it genetically well, modified.
0: I'll put it this way. That pig raised on dirt. Okay. Check this out. You can take a butcher like me or anybody that does does the kind of work I did. You can take me to a slaughterhouse. And based on those pigs hanging in there in that slaughterhouse, I can tell you whether or not it was raised on concrete or whether it was raised on dirt. That's the big thing right there. The fact that you're able – so let's say, okay, so you would have no criticism for anybody that's buying regular GMO feed off the shelf at Tractor Supply. Right. So, And that's what most of that stuff is. I mean, granted, you're going to try to find the very best you can find, but because it's not GMO, I dismiss any notion of that being a no-go, especially in this day and age, because it got news for you. If this thing keeps going, the inflation, I heard Pinball Preparedness talk about it the other day, that if you look at the real numbers, inflation on food is up about 50%. Yeah. Let's be honest. Some of this stuff, when you count the shrinkflation, it's actually more than that. I mean, I know for a fact
1: there's this brand of... um granola that granola mom and Emily love
0: yeah that stuff's up 60% yeah I mean
1: so you know for some freaking peasant food
0: yeah so at the end of the day you think if your chief complaint is well that's GMO I got news for you well son you were there when it happened there's already people jumping into dumpsters getting food. yeah that that was a special Asheville case though too yeah we were we were we were going out there getting food y'all and it was just dreadful This kid smoked everything but his socks. I mean, he was bombed out of his mind. And um, I'm pulling his food up out of here. And he's literally reaching into the back of the truck to get food that was, you know, thrown away.
1: Yeah, I don't think you can smoke the stuff he was doing, dude.
0: No, man. He was, yeah, he was definitely tied up on some stuff. But yeah, at the end, in terms of sustainability, you're going to have to use anything you got. That's why I'm not critical. And I'm never going to be anyway, concerning anybody that's out there feeding your animals. I don't care if it's non. I don't look. You didn't pay for it. Your money ahead. If it's non-GMO, awesome. But if it is GMO, at these at this day and age, man, I'd go with whatever you can get. But honestly, there are sources out there. Chipotle is one of them. Um, there's other ones out there too. There's a lot of like these bakers I'm talking about. Oh yeah. A lot of these people will not use any of this stuff. So, and guess what? They can't use it after a couple of, after a day or two. So then that's where I come in. So I can feed them non GMO stuff, but you
1: got to make those relationships. I got another one from Jed on the fountain app. William about to carve myself a spoon. I have gouges is a hook knife, a good investment or get by without. Um, I have never carved like, it it also depends on what kind of spoons you're going to carve. But if you're carving um, like hand eating spoons, um, I would probably get a spoon knife because there are spoon knives specifically designed for eating spoons. Um, If you look at the like the spoon videos I did, I have some links for some online. Um, But yeah, you should be able to get by with gouges. Uh, I know a lot of people do it on like uh, cooking spoons, so it might it might work out better for you. If you have wrist issues, though, you might want to stick with a gouge as well.
0: Got one from big country here. Um, I'll have to condense this because I know we're coming to the end of it, but it's really good stuff and stuff outside the woodwork. Um, um, Basically in a nutshell, he's saying, you know, he's, he's got a, well, first of all, he's saying, Hey, thanks for good job. And thank you so much for your kind words. He says relating to hygiene and he's talking about water conservation and some of these other things, for example, taking a daily or even multiple showers a day is a very American idea. Um, He says, I often go every other day for a shower. I can also remember my grandmother telling me stories about, pardon the reference, whore bath uh, at the bathroom sink. Okay, I'm going to tell you straight up. When I was a kid growing up, my mom and dad were in prison. We had six boys being raised by a grandmother who was recently widowed. Okay. Yeah, I know that sounds like a country song for sure, but um, that's how it was. And I got to say, when we were coming up um. Like I said, six boys, and we shared... Now, this is going to sound disgusting to old some people, but honestly, this is how it was back in the day. Um, we shared bath water, and of course, us being the youngest, we were the last to get in there. But that's exactly how... I mean, water was so precious, and it, it ain't cheap where we were growing up. I mean, it was still in the country and you know where we were, but still, water was still hard to come by. I mean, this is... We are a very spoiled culture. Now, granted, I ain't looking to try to ever go back to that, but I know what it's like to be there and having have done it. Also, we didn't flush until somebody did a number two. I know that sounds disgusting, but that's how it was. I mean, you got a grandma raising six boys. Only meat we ever ate was uh, organ meat because that's all she could afford. Yeah. And uh, many days I can remember, you know, there wasn't nothing to eat. so. You just you may do, and honestly, that's that's one of those things. When it comes to water, that's why I love the Earthship so much. Oh yeah, and he even talks about it here, where you know describe the describe how that works in terms of uh, water it comes well, on the, the roof. The,
1: yeah, the the water is used several times before it finally leaves the. Uh the earth ship. And even then you can still have it be used again, but the water hits the roof. You use it for like shower drinking sinks, stuff like that. And then after that, it goes into your gray water bed, which gets filtered out with your, like it waters your plants. And at the same time they filter out like the nutrients that are going to cause any smell. And then after it hits your gray water bed, it goes into your toilet tank and you use that to flush. And then from there, it goes into whatever kind of septic you have or whatever kind of sewage you have set up.
0: Right. So that water's used about four times. Yeah. I mean, so. And can
1: be used more after it leaves your house if you want to.
0: Right. So there's so many different ways in which we're missing the boat on a lot of this stuff. But I came from that world. I came from. I know what it's like to live that way. I don't often talk about it because, you know, there's a lot of really wonderful things in my childhood, but things that weren't so wonderful. Taking a bath. I mean, that. And we didn't take one every day. I mean, that's just what it was, man. I mean, you know, I understand there's some there's some really. I heard Danny from Deep South even talk about the benefits of maybe not taking a bath every day. But honestly, I'll be honest with y'all, man. If I got it right now, I'm taking it.
1: Yeah, we live in a temperate rainforest, uh, yeah. and right now it's the rainy season. And I'm rolling around with some dudes from in Asheville, so I'm taking. You I mean I in jujitsu? Yeah, in jujitsu. Yeah, Yeah, to clarify that, y'all. Yeah, we got water
0: water everywhere, man. I don't care if I got to go out there and boil it. I'm going to do something. Yeah.
1: Um, We have ponds. (laughs) Yeah. There's a stream. You got another one? (laughs) Yeah. Um, I have about, this is from user Tim Healer or Heiler, I think. Um, I have about half my garden with electro net netting right now, about 50 foot by 30 foot and about three feet of leaves in the area. Do you think it would be all right to overwinter the chickens and ducks uh, around 18 mixed on it? Or should I be moved or should I move them before the ground freezes? Just not sure if it will be too much on it. So basically, I'd should he, with it. yeah, I would just make sure you, if it starts to stink, I would make sure to add carbon, like do a like a lighter deep mulch or deep bedding mulch. Look, if you um, smell
0: anything, that's a bad thing.
1: I wouldn't use any, like, hardwood mulches or anything like that. Like, leaves are good because they're going to break down quickly with chicken manure.
0: Right. So, uh, well, depending on some of the oak leaves you well, might yeah, get it mixed up with. So, um, yeah, I'm, my vote is the same thing. I'd keep throwing carbon on there. If you want to overwinter them, you'd be shocked at how awesome that, that ground's looking. Well, when it's all said and done through the winter, you're probably going to have some really nice compost on the bottom of that.
1: And your chickens are going to shred those leaves.
0: Yeah, it's going to be a good one. Um, we got one from man uh, Dylan, and I can't get to it all, but basically he has an idea for a food waste solution. It would be an app where institutions with food waste would place bids for the food waste and homesteaders would accept the food waste in the app. A QR is generated, and the institution scans the QR and confirm. I mean, basically, I think this is a great idea. I think you should pursue it, my man. Um, yeah. Let me think more about it, man, because I think – I can't help but wonder if there isn't more, I mean, for somebody like me who is something of a Luddite, you should have seen me and Pastor Lon over here trying to get this, get this thing back and forth, man. I want to get back. (laughs) I mean, it's my fault. I didn't know what I was doing, man. I get back here. So I'm not, when it comes to any
1: tech stuff, man, I'm. Dad showed me what, like showed me the voice memo. and I said, that's the exact opposite of what I said to send. I gave him an example of what to send and what not to send. And he picked the one of what not. Well, he had. had to go get
0: his son it to show Pastor him how to Lon's do it. It wasn't Pastor Lon's
1: fault, y'all. No, no, it, it wasn't Pastor Lon's fault. It was Dad's fault. Well, I
0: didn't convey it well. And then he didn't know what I was talking about. And he had to go get his son
1: to show him how to do it. So, Give me Pastor Lon's son's number. Yeah, I'll tell you what, man.
0: It's one thing, you know, I mean, man, I, I am definitely not a tech guy. No two ways about that. Um, this one here says, I hey, love you. Hey, hold up. Pick- I, got one. I got another one. You just went.
1: You just went. You just got done reading. I thought that was you. Go ahead. No, this is from Jesse Workshop. Another Pimp Gemtastic episode. Pimp Gemtastic. Hmm. Um, thank you so much for the pig course. I was excited to find the plans for the gantry. Got that chicken bundle that some, chi- that some birds around here may not be uh, happy about in a couple months. Your, ha- your family is amazing.
0: Oh, thank you so much for the kind words. And we thank y'all, really. I mean, but, you know, we, we pray for y'all. We do. As a family, and um, we're asking y'all to pray for us as well, because, you know, there's a lot of heavy hands coming at us. There's a lot of people that don't want this mens- message to get out. If you Stop to think about it. Somebody like me is the last thing in the world the system ever wants to see. Think about this. Christian American, heterosexual, pro-gun, libertarian, and a person of color. Those things and don't often pimp. mix. <laughs> yeah, but those things don't often mix. So the last thing the system ever wants to see is somebody like me out here saying what I'm talking about and I'm not some lunatic lefty and that just ain't going to happen. All right. Well, check it out here. Um, yeah, this one here, man, I wish I can go to more of it. He's talking about AI and Fukushima and uh, this here is from Casey and he was basically telling me Bill Gates. He said, I wanted to add my two cents uh, regarding the Fukushima thing and the lack of media coverage and the damage um, I think there's a media blackout because Bill Gates is trying to revitalize under his complete control, the nuclear industry. And then he's tell- talking about TerraPower, which is something he's involved with. Look, Bill Gates got anything to do with it. I'm probably going to be against it. Um, you know, there, when you get down to brass tacks with him and the other pole cats, just like him, y'all. I mean, you got to almost think, I mean, the guy sat there and told you that we got to depopulate the whole planet. I mean, his dad was the mover and shaker for Planned Parenthood. These guys were eugenics when eugenics wasn't cool, you know? When they had to keep it a secret. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. back when they had to keep it cute on the quiet, you know? Um, we got another one here from Matthew saying, you know, he lives right along, across the state line over in Tennessee. So that's awesome. And then I got this one here from D. Man, she sent this picture of her little boy. I guess it's her little boy or Look at that little compost. That's either
1: a little boiler or, or a large compost pile. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's
0: both, man. Well, this is from the Chicken Tractor on steroids, man, and it's just uh, That's what, a, cool. <laughs> what a joy that is to see. Um, and then, honestly, and then this one from Robert asking about the Real AF Podcast. I want to also, look, y'all, I ain't going to kid you. When it comes to that Real AF Podcast, there's a lot of really awesome business information in there, but there's also a lot of profanity. So be real mindful what you're listening to there. And honestly, there's times I got to titrate myself because really I am not trying to look y'all I've worked in the construction biz for a long time. And for a long time I was, I participated in a lot of that bad talk, but really I am trying to get as far away from a lot of that stuff as I can. So I got to really titrate my thinking when I listen to some of this stuff. But yeah, um, as far as the specific episode, I don't know that I can point you to any, but he does make reference when it comes to business, and honestly, he discusses a lot of what we talked about in this, the naysayers. Yeah. The people that tell you, oh, you work too much. What does he say about that, son? But
1: basically, yeah, it's the worst thing to hear. It's the worst thing to tell somebody. Well, what does he to? say about those people that tell you that? Oh, they're probably talking about themselves.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they're saying these people out there, that's something else. I mean, there's some good, really awesome gems that you can get out of that. But really, going full circle with this is that he covers a. I'll be honest with y'all. Until I heard of this guy, I thought there was something wrong with me and my family for being, for functioning the way we do. I really did because I didn't know a whole lot of people that worked this hard. I didn't know a whole lot of people that have the same values. You know, I'm not trying to make a bunch of money so I can. If I became a billionaire tomorrow, I'd still live in the same place. Maybe get a better truck. I don't know.
1: No, we'd get a doggone side-by-side. Okay, yeah, I'd get one of those. And a two-foot bar on the chainsaw.
0: But the long and short of it is, I'll be honest with you, my life ain't going to change. I'm already living what I think is the American dream. Ain't nothing in my life, just like Randy Travis said when they asked him what is he going to do with all this extra money, and he says I can only wear one pair of jeans at a time. And that's kind of how I feel about it when it comes to this stuff. But really, going back to your point and your question regarding the Real AF, is that you're finding out that a lot of these people that tell you, oh, you're working too hard, you're doing this, this is always coming from people that have never done any real success in their lives, if you think about it. And I'm also going back to my family. People that were slaving away, toiling away day after day. And I know we got to do those things, put bread on the table. But they were always the biggest naysayers out there because they never once are given all this wonderful sage advice, and they themselves have never done anything, you know, I mean, they never stepped out there and tried to take a risk and do something different. Not saying there's anything wrong with working at 9 to 5, but can you do anything else? Can you do more? Like Pastor Lime was talking about the other day. Can you do more? Yeah.
1: You know, are you sitting in front of that TV every night watching this and that? I ain't saying that's wrong. He also talks about being an entrepreneur, too. You don't have to always... Not everybody's an entrepreneur. It's not fit out for everybody, but he also talks about being an entrepreneur. And he's also... And what does that about mean?
0: And what does that mean? You're going in there if you're working that nine to five, you're putting foot to butt, making yourself a ham.
1: Yeah, and he also talks about becoming your like best version of yourself. Self. Right. I, there's a specific term he uses. I can't remember what it is.
0: Yeah. Well, the way he says it, if you want to, can't
1: say it on here yeah, anyway.
0: <laughs> like he said, man, I really like that quote, and it ought to be on a shirt. It probably is somewhere that, and I'm going to loosely that the best way to, um. To really, that success is the best way to stick it to the Bill Gateses of the world. Personal excellence. Personal That's excellence. That's what it is. Yeah. Right. Well, I, I would take it a bit further, given my Christian construct. I mean, you know, whatever I eat, drink, or whatever I do, I try to do for the glory of the Lord. And I see it a little bit differently. But at the same time, I can also take this overlay of what he provides and see, well, how does it fit into, does it fit into the mix of what I see that I should behave and act like as a Christian. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm doing, I'm trying the best I can to get better at my walk. But at the end of the day, going full circle with this thing, like you said, you know, at the end of the day, if you really want to, if you want to encapsulate it, um, be the best you can be at everything you do, do everything as if it matters. If you're going to go out there and work out, work out like it matters. If you're going to sit here and take your kids and go do something worthwhile, where are you going to throw the ball around and play kickball with the family in a park? Well, don't be fooling around on your phone. If you're going to go out here and go to your job and you're going to go out here and do this job, there's nothing that feels better. Just like when we're working at this bakery, I'm leaving there at the end of the day knowing that I did real good work. Yeah. And I wasn't paid a dime for it.
1: Impressive work.
0: Yes. Work that... I'm doing for free. I'm doing better for free than anybody would do being paid for it. Well, I wasn't paid for any of this, but at the end of the day, I'm looking at this and I'm saying, man, boy, I, I really feel good about what I did here. I know that I helped out folks that couldn't afford it. How cool is that? So that's what basically what you're going to get a lot of in that podcast. A lot of it, really needs to go back to what you take away. I know we're going a little bit long in here, y'all, but also going right back to that Robert K- Robert Kiyosaki thing. Rich Dad, Poor Dad, everybody ought to read that book. Cash Flow Quadrant, everybody ought to read that book. And what you find out is everything you've been taught about what you ought to think about in terms of success is thrown up on its ear. And it ain't about having this and that, driving a fancy truck and doing all this and that. It doesn't mean that for me. I'm trying to set up myself uh, treasures that'll go into the next life. Know what I'm saying? All right, y'all. Hopefully, this has been a blessing to you. And I don't know what that just was all is about.
1: Hitting random buttons on the soundboard. Well,
0: I, <laughs> I guess that's a good transition into this. All right, y'all. Hopefully, this has been a blessing to you. Until next time, y'all. Stay alert. Stay alive. <laughs>